Unknown subject, a criminal minds podcast. I'm Kelly McMaster's Parsons. And I'm Kelsey Paul. And, and we are season finale day, people. It is. Excitement. I don't remember. I never you remember never what mine remember is. Remember yours. It's, what is it? it's just oh, always think so blues could do. You can too. <laughs> just think blues clues. That's your excitement word. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, that's okay. We're gonna watch season two, episode twenty-three. Now, guys, this is quite the title. I'm about to say it all, and I don't <laughs> want to mess it up. It's No Way Out, Part Two: The Evolution of Frank. Like, there's a colon in this, there. <laughs> there's a colon and a play on words. Yes, evolution love- is spelled with an I. It's an yeah. evolution. The evil evolution. Wow. I find this title is so involved compared so involved. to last week's legacy, legacy which, which I never really did. Catch, no way. Never did I like. I didn't catch them say the word legacy never at any did point. I catch it. Never did I catch them say the word legacy. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It could not have been less related. Yeah, and honestly, despite the fact that this obviously, because it's in the title, we're gonna swing back around to our good buddy Frank, the serial killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember nothing about this episode. Oh, I do. I don't remember anything, and I feel like usually... Just kidding. This... I just remember that they get him in the end, which is not Well, a yeah, but it's like, I feel like usually the season finales are fairly memorable. They're often mm-hmm. cliffhangers or, like, whatever. This one I got nothing, which leads me to believe that there's the possibility that the last time that we, like, when we were rewatching it, I might have slept through this one. <laughs> It might have been a particularly long binge session, and I might have yeah. fallen asleep. It might have been just... like that, like, we're almost at the end. Like, let's just keep pushing. Yeah, like, it's like, you we know, it's there. like 11 o'clock at night, and you're like, oh, man, we have one more episode this season. Like, do we just do it, mm-hmm. or do we not? And sometimes mm-hmm. you do it, and then you fall asleep. Oh, yeah. And you miss it. So yeah. I Usually, think that I'm happens. the one that stays awake, and Cassie's the one that falls asleep. She yeah. fell asleep in the middle of an episode of Air Disasters today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do you miss anything if you fall asleep in the middle of Air Disasters? I mean, you miss... So, the premise of Air Disasters, have you ever seen it or heard of it? Um, Yes, we... Aside from Through Me? <laughs> yes, it's actually funny that you say that we were flipping through the channels just now before we started recording and Air Disasters was on <laughs> and I thought of you. There are so many seasons. <laughs> We began our dive into this series of Smithsonian Channel shows with Disasters at Sea, which only has one full season of six episodes, not even a full season. And then season two, only two episodes are on Hulu. So I had to find something else. Had to. Air Disasters has like, it's in the teens how many seasons there are. So it starts like early 2000s. I think I've seen the episode of Air Disasters about the Hindenburg. So, Oh, we're Pretty only sure. three episodes in. 
But it's pretty horrifying. I don't. She fell asleep. What was the disaster? Must have been a boring. Oh, the plane! The plane explodes. The Russians (laughs) shot it down. Fuck the Russians! (laughs) The Russians shot down a Korean airplane because they thought it was an American spy plane. Oh. And it was just a Korean airplane that went a little bit off course, so it went into Soviet airspace. Damn. And this is the eighties. This is during detente, so Damn. Uh yeah. Wow. And then the next episode was just like a small small vignettes of different ways weather affects airplanes, which was boring. Yeah, that's boring. You want to hear like a but I, story. Oh, I learned about a weather thing mm-hmm. called a microburst. Have you yeah. ever heard of a microburst? Yeah, you want to know what about what's important about a microburst? They happen all the flipping time in the Midwest, and it's bad. <gasps> yeah, the this the microburst story they told was in Dallas. Yeah, and I had n- literally never heard of them before. And the guy just compares for those of you who are like me and don't live in an area where this happens, um, a microburst. He compared it to turning on the faucet, and just yeah. suddenly there's just like a small just downpour, and yeah. it creates this like crazy wind and stuff it's just like probably one of your nightmares kelsey (laughs) yeah (laughs) and basically what happened like they happen in dallas all the time so like they have to be like hey don't land right now there's a microburst like i've experienced a a microburst and it's not fun it's pretty like it's pretty horrifying we also have yeah they had like a graphic showing a plane going in and it's just like and then it crashes we also have things in the midwest called gus nados which are like What makes a gust nato different than just a tornado? It's Isn't a, a tornado, tornado a lot of gusts. It's a minor tornado, oh. so it's not like a full on tornado with rotation. Here's but it's what just I like would a call a minor on, tornado. Like a, what? <laughs> a, a tornadini. <laughs> like a teeny, like a like, teeny, like like a teeny, like ravioli, but like, like a tornadini. <laughs> but a <tornadinos. laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't actually know if gusnados are like, if that's the technical term for it. I assume it's not. But we had a really, um, how do I put this, eccentric weatherman on our like news <laughs> ah, station that we mm-hmm, would watch. Mm-hmm. And he called them gusnados. They, I really just feel like you're saying gusnados with no T. Which, as a Pennsylvanian, <laughs> just makes me think of the lottery ma- mascot, Gus. <laughs> Oh, Have you ever seen Woodchuck or whatever? Is he Woodchuck? Oh, no. <laughs> Second most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania. Oh, he's a groundhog. I he Good God. So now I'm just p- picturing just a fuck ton of Gusses just swirling around. A Gus NATO trying to get you to buy scratch offs. From Cinderella. Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Um, yeah, anyway, we've already veered so far off topic. Yeah, we're seven minutes in. It's we're incredible. not talking about criminal minds it's anymore. incredible. Um, <sighs> but yeah, we're going to watch the last episode today. I don't remember anything about it. Kelly just kind of remembers what happens at the end. And, um, yeah. And then <gasps> what? I think I remember what, how, mm, I don't know. Let's just watch it. Let's just watch it. Let's find <laughs> out what, like, why, why, uh, you know, push it out any further. Let's just do it. <laughs> what? I don't know why you saying push it out any further. <laughs> just is imagery in my mind of either birth or pooping. <laughs> 
similar muscles. <laughs> similar muscles. Why right. push it out any further? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> would you like to watch Put it this? off any further? Would you like to watch this television show with me? No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the whole premise of the signing podcast. off. Just kidding. And that's it. And <laughs> yes, then they I'd didn't make it, it any further. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna press play in three, two, one. So we're opening up with a previously on. With the That's a big old severed arm on a rock. We're getting a recap of our mid-season episode about Frank, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Brother Carradine. Yep. Yep. And yep. his strawberry milkshake. Ugh. And his murder van. Is it a van or is it a trailer? Oh, right. It's a trailer. It's I was trailer. picturing it as a repurposed ambulance for a second. Oh, I remember that local sheriff. She was fun. Oh, what was her name? Stuck in a K-hole! Oh! <gasps> Good episode. And then his life, love, Jane. His love, Jane. And her rib, her wind rib chimes. Wind chimes and bus full of kids missing and Ugh. and Gideon's pissed. Ooh, a song is playing and we're skateboarding. Yeah, we're skateboarding down the street. There's Gideon. Okay. This What's our scenario here? It's like. It's the street. I just, don't know. <laughs> There's so many people in the street. Gideon feels... is waiting in line to buy flowers. Yeah. It... He says he wants to buy something flowery. Yeah. What a I'm picturing man, this man, as like a, a um a town square scenario. I don't know why. <laughs> well, like we're in Stars Hollow and they're all yeah. gathering around. Yeah. And Gypsy's about to pull up and be like, yeah. hey, move your car. Yeah. Um so Gideon's like trying to buy flowers. Hotch is calling him. And Hotch has the eye like, well, you're buying these for a lady. Yeah. He's talking about mm-hmm. how he's buying, ro- like he's trying to pick which flower. And he like, somebody keeps telling him to buy roses, but he says something about yellow flowers. They look oh, like he's dandelions, but they're not. Them. They're round and puffy. What the frick? I feel like he's that. The. <laughs> the hell flower that looks is like that a, that baby's literally breath. looks like dandelions baby's breath no what are you baby's doing? breath is a waste of space baby's breath is a filler flower everybody knows that everybody knows that that is the saddest bouquet it is it really is oh i remember what's <gasps> happening hotch is about to have his yearly evaluation but they're having it uh-huh. six months early and he's nervous about it are we about to meet yes Aaron? We are. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's basically saying that, like, he's concerned about his um, evaluation. $30? $30 for that? Shit bouquet? I could have picked that off the side of the road. <laughs> Literally, my niece picks flowers and it looks better than that, and she's yeah. three. Yeah. <gasps> Jane's there and she's smoking a cigarette. She's in the square. And she's gone. And now she's gone. Blink of an eye. Yep, there she is, and we're flashing back to the last time we saw her. And they're still just talking. Hotch and Gideon are still blabbing on the phone. Is it like they're just blabbing? Button mums, is that what they're called? Yeah, I thought it, it looked like a mum to me, which I feel like I is, would never put a mum in a bouquet. No, that's what I was just going to say. I feel like that's mums a potted are not. plant. Okay, Gideon's meeting a lady friend named Sarah. <gasps> but it's <gasps> not Sarah. But it's Frank. It's Frank. We see the Carradine lips. Yeah, they're they're pretty recognizable. 
And he's birds, in Gideon's birds. house because he's looking at all of his bird paintings and his bird books. God, why does he love birds so much? Oh, them. we do find out why he likes birds. He loves them so much. In the in that what's what's his name? Ben Savage? Brad Savage? Yeah, in our flashback episode. What's his name? Ben Savage. Okay. Yeah. I used to have that. Don't cell phone be confused with that Frank's Fred on. Savage of the Wonder Years. Brothers. 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 Um, so Gideon I is... I had that phone. I'm seeing that phone and thinking out. that was my first cell phone. Gideon is freaking out. Um, I mean, his serial killer nemesis is in his home. In with his, his home with his college girl, lover. Sarah. And Frank says... He drops they, the bouquet. It's so splashy. Right into a... <laughs> Multiple shots of that. Right into a puddle. So here's what's going on. Frank thinks that Gideon has Jane. Gideon doesn't have Jane. But Frank doesn't seem to give a shit about that. No. And so he says, I want her back. And then that's when we see the flowers fall. Boom. So... Gosh, so much is going to happen in this episode. What are you singing to? I want you back. Oh, I was like, that's not the Criminal Minds theme song. What the hell? It is this week. All right. So we're coming out of the opening credits. Long to Black here. Okay. We're at Quantico. Looking at pictures of kids. Oh, I know whose kids they are. Little trees. Little trees. Oh, we open with an Oscar Wilde quote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And Hotch is in an office. Whose office is he in? Aaron Strauss. Aaron Strauss. Bad oh, bitch. Oh, my alert. God. Love to hate her. You love to hate her. By the end, you love to love her. But you, yeah, she grows on you for sure. So I guess what we're she supposed to be. She goes out in the wrong way. I'll say that. Oh, God, doesn't she? Um, so. I would say, I guess what we're supposed to get from this, like, all these shots we're getting of her office is that she's, like, very fastidious and, like, every, everything's in a row and, like... It's like if Kelsey ran the FBI. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, a Leslie Nope. Like, yeah. the other day I said that you're the most, like, Leslie Nope of anyone I know. Oh. You are Leslie Nope. Wow, I take that as a We were watching compliment. the episode, uh, the Ted party episode. Yeah. Where she stays in the historic house, and I thought, of all the people I know, that'd be Kelsey. <laughs> Who would put on a hoop skirt and live in a <laughs> cabin for Leslie, three days? look at my hoop! Leslie, Leslie look at my look hoop! At my hoop. <laughs> <gasps> oh, holy shit. He murdered the shit out of Sarah. Is that like, Gideon's blood? house? Oh Every, yeah! Look at all look the at birds. All birds, <laughs> of course. Literally, is. like paintings, just like birds and in his kitchen. Birds <gasps> and trains. Typical old man shit is to like tiny trains. Tiny trains and birds. Oh my god! Every wall is covered in pictures of birds. <laughs> They're like, guys, we really need to convey that this is Gideon's home. So the whole team is there, and I'm looking at four bird paintings in one shot. And then look, there's more behind Morgan's shoulder. <laughs> um, I think so. We're supposed to be getting that everybody is here, and they are shook. Like everybody's kind of wide eyed. Like JJ looks a little disturbed. Gideon's not there, but like, no. they're all freaking out. They're freaking out. But well, this is right now like so. a conflict of interest a little bit, obviously because you know the connection to gideon but it's like that's never stopped them before so 
They get involved so, in cases with each other all the time. <laughs> they don't know it's Frank. Oh, but Gideon right? does. Gideon does. Right, because Hotch does say, he's like, I talked to him before this, but I didn't, I haven't talked to him since. What the fuck? Garcia was on a date with and she's a wearing cute guy from counterterrorism. Is that the first time she dates Kevin? No, because Kevin's not from counterterrorism. He's a, oh. another analyst. Yeah, he could be an analyst with counterterrorism. Oh, no. They meet on a different case. Because he comes, remember, he comes in. Right. When, yeah, you're with me. Yeah. Yeah. What is this weird cinematography that we're getting? Yeah, it's like, dude. Oh, doo, this doo. is a flashback green screen type. So we're watching oh. Sarah, like, light the candles. Sarah is not the woman he was with at the cabin when he got the head. No. Right? different Different lady. But are we supposed to believe that she's the same lady? But different. It's a different actress. Maybe, maybe Gideon's just got his uh, just like a list of ladies. His hand in a few pots. Does he have binders of women? <laughs> He's got binders full of women. <laughs> oh, the shot of her as he's about to cut in. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. It's uh, so they're describing the, the murder cuts, the and that it was all exact. Truth. The cinematography is out of this it's, world. It's. Yeah. What is fish this, eye like, lens. Fish eye lens. Ugh. Fish, fish eye lens, like, female point of view up on Keith Carradine. So just, like, the least flattering. Like, very unflattering lens. Yep. Very yep. unflattering angle. So they've taken note of the fact that she's missing a rib and all that stuff. So, oh, and she's holding a bloody rib in her <laughs> hand. So, like, they... Is it her own? If they haven't caught on... Yeah, it's Frank. Yeah, Frank's back, oh, yeah. Morgan. Hmm. Yeah. So they're saying That's, this is different ugh. because usually he takes the ribs to give to as gifts to Jane, but this time he leaves the rib. So like, what the fuck? Um. So Garcia's keying in on a photo of a journal. Yeah, it's numbered. And for some reason, that really she yeah. really took interest in numbers. Yeah. Remember that show? Yeah. Solving crimes with numbers. You can solve crimes all kinds of ways on television. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're figuring out obviously that like all of Frank's motivations come back to Jane. So the fact that he's like done this, they're like it has something to do with Jane. He's angry about something to do with Jane. Like maybe she died or like she ran away from him or like something. But like mm-hmm. somebody oh, Gideon called called Hotch. It's Gideon. Uh, why does he said a payphone? He's also got blood on him. Yes. I oh, okay, get so a he shot. So he <sighs> got there in time, but like not quite soon enough. But he says that he saw Jane right before um Frank called. Oi, 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 oi. It's um, my fault. Gideon's, it's me he wanted. Gideon's flipping out. Like, oh, I mean, out. he's got some serious guilt. Which, like, eh. <sighs> he butchered her. Yeah, Ugh. he really did. That, this is a sad moment for Jason. It Gideon. totally is. Well, the way he just rested his head on the phone booth, like, yeah. I feel for you. The I mean, first, first time all, I've liked him this whole series. Some so of Mandy Patinkin's best acting, I'll say. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, this I mean, is the his, reason like, audition for Homeland. The reason that this 
you feel that way is because like Gideon never shows like humanity ever. Like mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. functions as a robot most of the time. So like yeah. the fact that he's like breaking down and having like a real human emotion does so much for his character to make you like him because it's really hard to relate to him when normally he's just like Mr. like precise, like I know everything. I don't connect right. with anyone. Like it's just All right, so everybody's running around on the street. Yeah, what <laughs> What are we doing? Do they think that's where Frank was? Like he's just on the street. Um so oh, the, I are guess they the... out is that where Gideon lives? No, he can't possibly live there. <gasps> Ooh, they found a bag. Ooh, is it full of bag? What's in that bag? His clothes? I don't know. And the cinematography is like circling around them. It's making me dizzy. Back to the skateboard kid. And he says, Agent (gasps) Morgan. And Prentice goes, what the hell? (laughs) And the creepy kid is just saying some sort of quote. He's getting paid. Mm -hmm. Bye. Frank gave him a crisp 20. Yeah. And say, hey, kid, go He t- says say the quote that, that, that Frank said to Morgan at the diner. Oh, I'll kill them all? Uh, only 10 bucks? Come on, kid. <laughs> again, Come I've said on. it once and I will say it again. Someone approaches you on the street and says, I will give you 20 bucks to, like, walk this dog down the street. Will you do it? Like, why would you do it? Why would you? <laughs> why? If a, someone, if a stranger. It makes me think of national treasure when ned stark right it's Ned. no yeah it is pays yeah yeah pays that kid to go into the national archives ned Ned doesn't pay them the what's his face nicholas cage's team pays him to go in and get one thing off the off the silas do good letters one letter at a time no yes ned does no he doesn't well on our sequel national treasure of the podcast (laughs) we'll we'll come back to this okay all right, Gideon is in. Oh, Gideon's with Garcia. Penelope's car. What? What a circle we've made with those two. Yes. What truly, a circle. Truly. All right. So the team is shifting focus. They've decided that if, if they can find Jane, they will be able to find Frank. But Frank thinks that they already have Jane. <laughs> so. Yeah, and they're like, "I'll kill them all." Who is all? Yeah. And we're all just like, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. So JJ's back at the office. She's also clued on clued in on the list okay so gideon had a book which must have been the book that penelope was looking at right and it's only on the left side of the page it's gideon's handwriting and it's the numbers and it looks like some kind his murder book murder book that makes it seem like gideon's doing the murder yeah it does he reminds him why he does what he does it's all the people he's ever saved so frank is going to go murder the people that gideon has saved whoa taking away all of gideon's meaning and joy yes purpose for living purpose for doing his job his purpose for being gideon because he thinks that gideon took away his purpose which is jane wow storytelling man damn story so Mandy Patinkin's just agitatedly washing his hands. Yeah. He definitely washed it long enough to get rid of and the at COVID-19. the Smithsonian Institute, which I would just like to point out, there is no one building that is the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> and as if in, at the Smithsonian Institute, there would be a room that just has shitty pictures of birds pinned to the wall. Yeah, like... like like safety pin like it's like oh what if we were like the back room of a museum like what would it look like and it's like oh it's just like bad bird prints just like all over the wall with a yeah with some like old labels about predators 
<laughs> but very cool lamps. Very cool lamps. Rooms at museums are not like that. They're messy They're not. and don't have. They just have like other exhibition posters on the walls. What other episode? Ooh, and was like it? a stuffed eagle. Was it? Um. Was it Fisher King? It was Fisher King where yeah. we open up and he's lo- he's at the Smithsonian. Yeah, he's, he's looking, looking at an at Audubon print. print. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that one, the one that keeps flashing mm-hmm. with the snake. Yeah, the Fisher mm-hmm. King. Anton yeah. Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Little right, picture baby. of baby Anton Yelchin. Oh, baby Yelchin. Um, right. So JJ has She's... assembled the photos of all of the people getting well, saved because he also keeps photos of keeps them in photos his office, framed which is weird you know that is weird <laughs> also i feel like jj didn't need the, to get the photos like i don't think no. i don't feel like that no. was like 100 percent a necessary thing oh we're opening on the chick from the fisher king oh right <gasps> creepy frank frank's already in her house oh She's no she's making him tea, tea. She or coffee she put a shit ton of sugar in it i don't know People put sugar in tea. Yeah, I think so. All right, we're flashing back a little bit to Fish King. Saving her. I don't remember Times. her name. Yeah, Kate. It's the, good guess. Um, It's, you know, <laughs> you guys remember the Fisher King. She's chained in the basement. He lights it on fire. They save her. It's a thing. Uh, She's about to die, though. That's too bad. Why would she let nice him in her house? Early 2000s furniture. Reds and browns. Oh, Wait, he's she... pretending he, she, he's Gideon. That's right. Oh, so she never met Gideon in person? Yep. Oh. Yeah, she's like, you're the only one I didn't get to meet. Oh. 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 He even has like a murder g- glare. He, yeah, the, he has like a, he stares a lot too. It's like, he is like the antithesis to Gideon in every way. Like they have a lot in similar, like there's, they're very similar, but like he's like the creepy side of it. Ooh. So they're talking uh, about the list. So she's, yeah, he's talking in ways that are starting to make her be like, like what wait, the you're giving me the heebie-jeebies, dude. Yep. yep. I wasn't raped. Why do you think I was raped? Yep. Um. And and uh, he's asking. Uh, yep, she's like wringing her hands and yeah. she's like, excuse me. And he's asking her questions that she's like, wouldn't you know the answer to that? Um. He's like, I've never felt afraid. Oh, he touched her. Don't touch her. No. Oh, her name's and Rebecca. He squeezes. That's right. Rebecca. And she's he's asking he's her like, what it fear feels feel like to feel like fear. And she's like, mm. telephone oh, rings. rings. I should get it's that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the BAU. Look at that ugly lamp. Yeah, it's an ugly. Missed lamp. it. It's the BAU. Oh my God! It's JJ. It's JJ. And she's like, Hey, Rebecca. Oh, we're just about to hear her get murdered. We're about to see his she goes, arm behind. She her. goes. He's not Agent Gideon, is he? Oh my God! She don't knows. say that. You let JJ say, is he in the room? If yep. so, say, no, thank you. I yep. don't want a pizza. Yep. So Hotch is like, okay, or just some calmly hang up and walk to the door. But like, there's no way that As he's if, not in on it. Come on. He's figured he's it out. lurking behind her like <laughs> Donald Trump behind Hillary Clinton. And he stabs her with, with, the, with the injection of ketamine. Oh, no. And then he picks up the phone oh. and says, I regret to inform you. Oh, it should be moved to a new list. Oh, oh no. And so Hodge is just taking like, the opportunity we don't to be like, ha- ooh, the zoom on his mouth. We, we don't, don't need it. We don't have Jane. And he's like, we, ugh. Ugh, I hate his mouth. 
They do so much in this episode to make him absolutely creepy crawly. Yeah, I was. He's creepy in the first episode he's in, but he. It's more so just like the annoying because he doesn't really do much. He's just like in right. That this diner. is the first. Yeah, this is the only time we see him actively like being, being a, a criminal. Yeah. All right. So they're at Rebecca's house, but obviously they're too late. <laughs> like. They push open. Oh. First of all, why do we always have to see everybody's bare feet? Yeah, we started at the feet, started at the bottom. Now we're here. She's got a letter in her hand. So much blood, though. Like, everywhere. It's it's like he intentionally splattered it. Yeah, like, like he. Why did Hodge just open the curtains? Let's look at this murder scene with better eyes. And Hodge clearly is affected and feels very sad. So Prentice approaches the arm, moves it. All right, we've got a note. But she's wearing gloves. She is. Good job. Seven a.m. Union Station. I knew there was something about trains (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) Choo choo. That was the only thing I remembered was a train station. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You did mention that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So JJ thinks that she found Jane. The some cops picked up a woman who was ranting and raving and talking about the BAU. It's like, well, that sounds like Jane. Yep, she does love to rant and rave. She does, specifically about them. Oh boy. Um. So they are pointing out that the one thing does he, does Frank have a thing about not hurting children? No, he he likes know. to use children. that bus with kids. Well, he likes to use children for his own sick means. Yeah, like he's... yeah. He, like, doesn't want to, like, he doesn't, it's not something he seeks out. Yeah. But he doesn't feel any remorse if he does hurt them. Well, because they make the point that, like, he doesn't have normal human emotional connections the way most people do. Mm-hmm. So, like, most mm-hmm. people, like, will do anything to protect their kids. And, like, he knows that. So he can use that to his advantage. But, like, he mm-hmm. doesn't have the same qualms about, like doing things to kids right in the meantime gideon and garcia are just chilling in this room he's uh holding the stuffed hawk (laughs) oh my gosh yesterday he's like stroking it he needs to stop (laughs) you what there was a blue heron loose in dormont yesterday like just in the street bird it was perched up on a house all right so jane is in holding and she's freaking out and someone else is telling her bitch shut up and she's i don't want to be in here oh okay prentice there's is there prentice. To get her. she's come to get her come in here and get this, this mouthy, mouthy bitch, bitch. <laughs> wow strong words lady yeah strong words um, and Jane says that she wanted to talk to Gideon, but obviously Gideon's not there. Yeah, no. So she's slowly walking and out and says, I told you. And she oh, says that Gideon okay. is right because Frank can't feel love. He wants to, but he can't. So, things so have... Jane Jane finally knows yep. that Frank is a piece of shit. Yeah. The love... The love fest is over. The love fest is over. She's woken the up weird to the reality. Is over. Oh, remember the weird kissing? Oh my god. Um, JJ. JJ's just got her. JJ like, tank is top literally on. just in like a cami. Yeah. Wow. This is hard work. She had to take her sweatshirt off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Down no. to Elle Fanning. Baby She's Elle next. Fanning. Oh. 
I feel like this is so appropriate for a last episode because we're going to have to rank all these episodes next when we do the bonus episode. Was that in season two? No. Yes. All of this is in season two. Shit. I feel like I didn't. I just like passed over that one when I was making my rankings. Yeah. All right. So they're outside of a house. Um, The thing I guess I don't understand, though, is like not all of these cases were in the Virginia area, the D.C. area. <laughs> like, True. Was Baby L. Fanning in the D.C. area? I thought they were in oh, Texas they... for some reason. Is that Haley Duff? What? No. Is that? Are you sure? Yes. No. All right. So Baby L. Fanning has been abducted and her parents are freaking out. Oh, no. Everybody's freaking out. That should be the title of this episode. <laughs> so if you want <laughs> a mean, summary. It's fair. Everybody's freaking out. You're sure that's not Haley Duff? I'm 1000% positive. Wow. Oh, James, James just, like, just lighting up a cig. In a new In a weird room. holding cell. Oh, with, she's with Prentice. Yeah. Prentice and her beautiful jet black hair. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, they're in just like in an interrogation Oh, they're in an room. interrogation room. JJ's put her sweater back on in case anyone was wondering. And she's got a bag. Probably. And Jay says, is that my bag? Was it the weird bag? Did you no. think the weird bag's in there? It's a different weird bag. There's Did we ever weird find bags. out what was in the weird bag? No. Damn. They might have said it and we might have just missed it. Yeah. That might just be her like personal belongings because they would have taken those yeah from her when they put her in jail so yeah um did jane smoke in the last episode that she was in i don't feel no, like i feel like that's a, a new, new personality trait. maybe it's maybe it's to signify how stressed out she yeah, is yeah she's like really come to terms with reality and now she smokes <laughs> yeah so she says that frank changed and it's like he didn't just like change he, didn't he just like showed you who he really was from the get-go yeah his true colors and that's why we hate you (laughs) (laughs) nice lyric change thank you um so she the reason she's like i came to find gideon because gideon was seems to be the only person who like knows how to deal with frank and like he knows the truth about frank so Gideon is still in Bird Room. He's mm-hmm. in Birdland with Garcia. And mm-hmm. they're trying to crack the case. And they're talking about how Frank's a psychopath. Garcia suddenly is not in a wig anymore. No, and her hair off. looks as if it was not in holding yeah, nobody's, this whole time. Nobody's hair looks like that if it's been in a wig all day. Like yeah, no. You'd look like a ragamuffin. Oh, yeah. Like, really, because, like, your head's been sweating in there, and so, like, it's just, like, there's, like, a humidity happening. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, humidity doesn't affect my hair that much, so I don't think about it, but I also don't wear wigs that often. (laughs) That often or at all? (laughs) (laughs) At all. I don't know. I guess I've probably worn a wig. They're going back to the, his victimology, um, and... They're talking about the ages of all the different victims. Numbers should rise as the ages fall. Why? Well, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And he it, doesn't feel attraction or love, so it shouldn't. Yeah, it's not about that. Be different. And he, she, Garcia said something, and Gideon's like, "Yes, that's it." And she's like, "Okay." So who's the only so, victim he didn't kill? Jane. Jane. She was twenty-two. Yes. 
So he and he always kept coming back to Jane and bringing her gifts. So he won't kill young people. So mother protects her children. They wait. Does she have children? He didn't kill Jane because he sees her as his mother. What the fuck? We made a lot of leaps. Now in that you're losing me. Okay, there's some shoes in Jane's her bag. bag. Just has shoes in it and another cigarette. <laughs> I haven't seen her actually puff. No, but it is CBS. Maybe there's rules against that. You can't advertise for cigarettes. Maybe you can't show someone smoking. Yeah, I don't know. So apparently, Frank has been obsessed with Manhattan and been talking about where he grew up and like his mother. Uh, it all comes back uh, to the mother. It always does with the serial always, killers. Always, always. He uses his mother's name. Ah, oh. so, so bite cough for whatever. Bright- <laughs> cough German last bite name. Cough. Okay, so we grew up on Long Island. Why did we have to take those boots out? I don't know. Why were the she boots put her in the shoes bag? right on the table? Is she not wearing shoes? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm really caught up. I can't even focus on this story she's telling. You guys, there's just like so much happening in this episode, and it's and so she's lighting hard to the cigarette. Is she gonna? Is she gonna take a? Well, there's some smoke. Yeah. I guess we're 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 too. Now assuming. she's talking about how Frank can be romantic, and JJ and Prentice are like, all right, whatever. Um, and they asked if Frank has tried to kill anyone else. And she says, is it wrong? Loving, loving Frank. Frank. And it's like, no. Um, technically, technically no. Technically no, but like not a great life choice. There she goes. There Big she shot goes. of her puffing. Giving a good puff to that cigarette. Do you think if you were an actor, you could smoke a cigarette? Well, yeah, because you don't have to inhale. What do you do? You... Baby Kelly Have you ever smoked a cigarette? No, clearly you haven't. No! no. So, like, you what can, am I, gross? You can puff on a cigarette and not inhale it into your lungs. Like, you just pull what it you into your mouth it? and then immediately puff it back out. Is that what you do with a cigar, too? I don't know. I've never smoked a cigar. <laughs> but you smoke cigarettes regularly, apparently. Teenage Kelsey has smoked a cigarette before. <laughs> oh, call me Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jane seems to think that he's not going to kill again, but it's like, yeah, he already has. So he's killed two people so far, and he's about to kill Elle Fanning, baby Elle Fanning, daughter of Haley Duff. She's not in this episode, though. I don't feel like we ever see baby Elle Fanning again. Oh no, they yeah. don't have Elle Fanning money. <laughs> Do you think that <laughs> even though the, Mandy Patinkin is the in main the twenty character. episodes since she appeared the first time, <laughs> she like suddenly become a big name? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All right, so now we're flashing back to the we're diner scene. Back to the diner. So we're halfway through the season. So we're probably going to get one more flashback from yeah. like mid late season. Blah, blah, blah. He likes milkshakes. He's obsessed, obsessed with, facts. with facts. Listen, aren't we all? <laughs> no. Are you obsessed with facts? The truth and facts. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that the truth and facts are the same thing. Okay. Well, are you saying like truth is subjective, or is there no? no such- but we're not going to get into when I like think uh, of facts. I think of data, and when I think so of facts, truth, I think of stories. So facts are ob- objective truth. Boring. Boring. I pick whatever. It doesn't matter. 
Well, now we're still talking about the Basically, mom. guys, it's all coming back to Manhattan. Frank mentioned something about Manhattan that first day in the diner. He kept talking about, like, his Germanic roots and, like, his parents and all this stuff. Like, he's... The clues were there that he was, like, obsessed with his lineage and his mother and, like, all of that stuff. Which it's like, There you guys, are so many stuffed animals in there. Um, <laughs> that makes it seem like they're toys. Taxidermied animals, <laughs> Taxidermied animals. Um, which it's like, you guys oh, are she was a lawyer. murder hunters and you went to BAU school. You should know that it always comes back to the mother <laughs> for these yeah, guys. Yeah, come on. Come on. All right. So his mom was a nurse, but she was killed in a traffic accident. There are so many Mary Brightcoffs. But before she, she was a hooker. <gasps> oh, isn't that also a classic but this situation. one, so a different one, this one doesn't have a death certificate. So she's alive? But they Maybe. Can't, but they can't find her? I'm confused. This oh, wait. So she is still alive. Her. Frank's been hiding her existence. Okay, but wait. Why? I'm lost. Okay, so they're going to let... <laughs> right? Like, it's... This is... This is tough. All right, so Gideon's talking... Tra- who the fuck is Tracy Bell? That's- oh wait, Tracy's the kid. <gasps> oh, we do see El Fanning. We do again. see baby El Fanning, and she goes, "You saved me once." Are we Don't sure you it's El? It's a blurry shot. It could be. No, it's her. Else. It's for sure her. Tracy, I remember Tracy now. Everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, she says she's scared. Oh, she just wants her mommy. It's so sad. God, Frank, you're such a such creep, a psycho. Gideon just goes, you son of a bitch. Yeah. He's like, I will find you. He's doing his best stare as he just like. That for sure is El Fanning. Yeah, it is. Ew. Oh, he is talking Talking about the trains. It all comes back to the trains. trains. Why wouldn't you go with birds? There were so many (laughs) more birds. The number of birds to trains is like. Why like... wouldn't we be at the aviary? Does New- does DC have an aviary? Uh, no. Hmm. The National Aviary. I mean, there's Pittsburgh, birds at so the that zoo. Makes sense. There's birds at the National well. Zoo. <laughs> Garcia cries. Yeah, she's upset. She gets moved when there's kids involved. Yeah, she, she does. does. She's calling As someone. All of us would. Man, you is it guys. Be Morgan. This is okay. They're, they're at call- Union Station, Washington D.C. Fun fact, that's not what Union Station looks like. <laughs> the SWAT team is... That's just a generic train station coming somewhere. In. Yeah. I feel like I've seen this exact train set in so many other shows. Oh, yeah. All right, so the SWAT team is moving in. They're really just, like, Going down running. tunnels. <laughs> Making looking way around. Downtown. Morgan is looking. Yeah, Why everybody's no looking. no one concerned? I mean... That... Agents with big old oh, yeah. FBI Kevlar vests. Yeah, the, yeah, that's a good question. In shows, I always wonder that. It's like, wouldn't you be like getting the heck out of the way? If when you we saw were that? in Paris, when we were on the Champs Elysees, um, they just like have police out in like this like militarized gear all the time, and we thought it was weird as hell. Yeah, it like freaked us both super out. Like, why would these people not be freaking out? All right, so Frank is American is sitting on a bench. On the side of the tracks. Morgan finds him and gets all the civilians away. Yep. Meanwhile, Reed and JJ 
are somewhere else. <laughs> oh, and she Jane says, like, we don't back. split up. They're like, no matter what, apartment we building. do not like, split up this time. Yeah, it's like, you're not going into a cornfield. It's like, not a literal barn. Yeah. Like, you go into this apartment, oh, I'll go into God. this apartment. All right. His neck is thick. It is. His we head is so much, neck. his head is like smaller than the width of his neck. Yeah, especially at that angle. Yeah. Like, it flared out like a bearded dragon. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Bearded lizard. Bearded. <laughs> no, bearded dragon. Yeah. Those yeah. things in holes. All right. So they're bringing There's Jane, Jane out. Those, are, those her were boots definitely on. her shoes. So she wasn't mm-hmm. wearing shoes before. All right. So he and sees he's her. so lit. Yeah. He, he gets that, straight He up. gets that like creepy, like lusty look on his face when he sees Where's her. Where's Gideon? With. He ran away. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say with Where's Penelope. Where's Fanning? I think that's who. That's where JJ is? JJ and Reed are looking for. Oh, please don't be dead. I can't remember if she's dead or not. So there's so he's. Logic that, tells me she's dead, but I don't know. I don't remember. Um, so he says that he won't tell them where Tracy is until they give him Jane. But Jane's like, I don't want to go with you. I will never be taken by these people. People. And he says he will not stop. Oh, there's, there's Gideon. Gideon. Gideon just like cuts in front of everyone and, yep, points and just his like gun. walks up. And <sighs> he's talking about Sarah and how like she was a mother and like she helped people with cancer and she was a good person and she didn't deserve to die. To die. Now he's talking bird shit. Yeah. He waited until birds. Gideon got there to talk birds. Yeah, of course. Because no, everyone else would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. All because your mother was a whore. Damn. Straight to that W word. Damn. Oh, are they going to the mom's house? Oh. And more pointing guns. So Gideon is opening curtains. The oh man, we got a psycho situation. Holy shit! That is a dry mummy. (laughs) <laughs> you Dusty guys are oh good tracy's alive and she's in the closet she's in the closet but frank's mom oh is like the driest of all hell. of the mummies that you've ever seen in a museum like <laughs> but she's not mummified she's, she's just not mummified body. she's just like dehydrated and it's like she's laying on the bed with flowers and stuff and it <laughs> looks like it looks like if you touched her she would just like crumble into dust <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> that looks like like a fake body that yes. would be at a haunted house that yes. would like fall yes. uh, like almost on you. Yes. Oh, all crypt, right. It looks like the crypt. So back at the freaking train station, it's like that dramatic we, reach. We think that he he's convinced Jane, Jane no, again because Jane. Jane's a freaking idiot. She's like, Jane, Jane, get your cigarettes. They're gonna jump in the train. They're gonna jump in the train. Holy shit! Oh they're gonna god. jump in the train. Oh my god! Oh my god! There they go. Boom, they're gone. Taken away by the train. What? Holy shit. Damn. Do you ever think about that in TV shows? When that happens, I always think, like, how traumatic that would be to be the person driving the train. And, like, all of a sudden there's a body in front of it. Like, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Oh, good. Tracy's calling. And she She says thank you to Gideon. That's sweet. See, Gideon, it's okay. You saved her. You saved her again. You only Twice. lost one, two, one, two, two people you two. saved before. Rebecca and Sarah. 
Yeah. Is they're the body count in this episode. Oh, uh, Reed goes back into the mummy mummy Don't do room. that. Don't do that. Oh, God. Uh, There's so many flowers around her. put all, like, around flowers her. around her. Oh, Ugh, my God. Ugh. Whew, we're now back, we're back with Aaron Strauss. Aaron Strauss is... She looks like she has a... Oh, wait. Are we supposed... Huh? Is this the conclusion to the scene that started before? Yeah, or so time the, I think the episode is the same. I think the episode was a flashback. He was telling her the story of what happened. Because oh. she was like, tell me what happened on Friday. And then he started. And then we started seeing okay. the episode. So. Okay. Okay. But right now he's profiling her. <laughs> yeah. And but he's talking about how her. her son is always in the middle of the photographs. Yeah, favor her him. And she's like, that's enough. The bonsai. It's obsessively nurtured. so bad. And she gets mad. Oh, she mad. freaks out. She stands up. And she says, your position is in question here. I am questioning your ability to like, leave your team. Like, the first of many times. Yeah, so be this. Like, eh, the BAU's in trouble. Yep, but this in particular starts this just very weird storyline with her as a character where she's, like, going after them, but also, like not it's like a very weird relationship that she has to the rest of the team she has this she has this weird vendetta against hotch but like it's so strange her her role in this show is so weird and she's as a character she's so hard to get a read on like i don't yeah she's very guarded Mm -hmm. so he's telling her about all of the different um like traits of the team members and he's talking about yeah. Gideon and how like yeah and we get like some fun shots of them just like hanging out and yeah. being relaxed and then Gideon Garcia gives Gideon the picture of Rebecca. Rebecca to put in his didn't save book yep and he's basically like I'm super proud to work with this team and like they are amazing and I stand by my actions and I stand by their actions and like fuck you Aaron Strauss it's confusing because they're both named Aaron uh, Aaron with an E. Aaron, Aaron with, with an, an e. O. Aaron with an A A. A Ron. A A Ron. Points. Um, Gideon pulls Gideon's some pictures sad. out of. He has one of those wallet things from his, with photos in it, and he puts a picture of Sarah, in. I really don't remember if Sarah is the person from the head episode. I don't either. I don't remember at all. He just scotch tapes them in there. Yeah, come on. Put a little more effort into it than that. No reverence. Come on. With one piece, that is going to Yeah, you got to do right the bottom, out. too. Ugh. Gideon, Even a little on, on the back. Are you a genius or are you shirts. not a genius? <laughs> Didn't put the comma in the date. Jeez. Oh, if I were taking a test and they were like, fix the grammatical error here, it'd be like, <laughs> no comma. Also, you don't need to put the oof the <laughs> when you type out a date. I no, guess he, he wrote it with his hands. Upstairs. <gasps> Back to the meeting. So oh. no, but a guess who she's talking sorts. to? She's not talking to Aaron anymore. Oh. I thought you were too reckless. Or I believed it? in you. Oh, is she still talking to Aaron? I thought maybe she was talking to Prentice. It's time to pay back the faith I had. The team is It's going to be Prentice. It's Prentice. It is Prentice. It is Prentice. That's because, what I Because we didn't really know how... The truth of how she ended up in the how team. How she ended up in there. And now we know. So I would not say Prentice is reckless, though. No. 
But I do remember that in season three, Prentice has like a little bit of like that, like coming after Hotch thing going on. Yep. So basically, like, and Prentice is just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, she's like staring at her, like, "Huh?" And then she just looks away, like, and then she looks away. She looks away. We mark Gordon. She walks. She literally looks away, and you can just like read it on her face. She's just like, "Fuck me!" Like, I this is like, this isn't what I fucking signed up for, dude. But yeah, so basically, it all comes full circle that we now understand that Aaron Strauss put positioned Prentice to be put into the BAU because Prentice really wanted to be in the BAU, but in particular because for a long time, what we have been aware, unaware of, because we have never met Aaron Strauss until today, is that she's had her eye on the BAU, and she thinks that, like, mm-hmm. Hotch is out of control, and, like, he's not running the team effectively, and so now she wants Aaron to, like, basically be a mole and, like, help her bring down Hotch. And so that's, Emily, like... not Aaron. Emily, sorry. So that's, like, basically our cliffhanger, kind of for the end of the season to see what's wow. going to happen next hi sadie oh sadie's back she's just like staring at me okay <laughs> but yeah um, what a conclusion what a conclusion twists turns drama dead mama <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it was all about the mom it's and always there she about was the mom. but i would say though i would Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, oh. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, in terms of, like, a like a season finale for Criminal Minds, it's not, um, it's not like, it doesn't end on, like, a huge cliffhanger. Like, that happens yeah. a lot, and this one is not. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, well, this ends, and, like. Honestly, I like this better. Yeah. It just, because. Like, I, you know, as much as a, a cliffhanger is, like, a fun device, um, I hate it. I hate being stuck on the cliff. <laughs> like, I like when a season just, like, like wraps up and you just, they just do you the service kind of, of telling you what happens. Yeah, like, it's kind of hard It doesn't take anything away from the next season for you to tell me how that story ended. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, freaking Grey's Anatomy is the worst with this because you get because they've started doing those mid-season hiatuses, mm-hmm. so you get the mid-season cliffhanger and then you get the end-of-season cliffhanger. Yeah, and this year, oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> we won't even get you started. I'll just say COVID nineteen has fucked a lot of shit up. Oh yeah, for a lot of shows it has. But Grey's I, Anatomy is not the worst thing it has fucked up. I but. think. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's unusual for crime procedurals to have cliffhangers yeah. like that, but it's something that like Criminal Minds will come back to again and again and again. Um, mm-hmm. But this is one of the rare times when it doesn't. So I think, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that it wraps up. It kind of come. We get a lot of full circle for the whole season because we get some flashbacks yeah. to other cases that they worked in the season, and like obviously we have our like big bad unsub that comes back around that we then like solve, but. Um. Yeah, I'm glad that he's dead. Cause man, do I not want to have to see Keith Carradine's lips anymore? <laughs> oh, so many <laughs> zooms right on it. So many just zooms. right on those lippy lips. Ugh, yikes. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, and in term, I don't. There's nothing else. Like nothing else to say, really. No. Um, it sets us obviously up, obviously for next season. Cause... Right, like it puts a certain member of the team into a tailspin. Mm-hmm. Gideon. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody else kind of wraps the season up nice and neat, except for, like, Prentice, who has this, like, sneaky job for season three. Yeah. But then... But Gideon it just, like, is it really, yeah. He's it's, really, it's, he's, he's really questioning, like, I think who he is and, like, his ability to actually help people. Like, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's like, a real why crisis of, this. like, it's a real identity crisis for him because, like, so much of who his character is, is this, like, brilliant, genius, BAU profiler guy who has all of the answers, can, you know, outsmart any villain that is put in front of him, basically. And Mm -hmm. that whole thing and obsession with Frank was that, like, Frank was the first unsub that really, like, matched Gideon for wits and that was able to outsmart him. And, like, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, like, it's a major, it's going to be, it's going to continue to have repercussions for him. It will obviously end in a very specific way. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, that's a wrap on season wrap two. Wrap on season two. I'm excited to get into season three. I Me feel too. like we're really in the meat of it in season three. Yeah, I think so. I was thinking about it and I think, I think seasons three, four, five are like really classic Criminal Minds to me. Like I mm-hmm. think like mm-hmm. it's. I think we're going to see a lot of, we're, there are a lot of episodes in those seasons that I think of when I think of Criminal Minds. Um, yeah. And it's, I, I think they're some of the stronger seasons for sure. Cause it's before you oh, yeah. get into like some of the later seasons where it's like, Oh, we're, we're really out of ideas. Aren't we? <laughs> like, we <laughs> we're just really drawing like... out a lot of long storylines here. Yeah. And yeah. it's, yeah. And it's before you start getting into, like, where we start, like, people, other people start, like, leaving the show. And then you start mm, getting these mm-hmm. other random characters brought in. And oh, like, so many randos. Yeah. I feel like seasons three, four, five, maybe six is, like, the golden age of Criminal Minds, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strong Once middle. You get Joe Montagna in there. Ah, Joe Montagna. It, Italian yeah, It really hits its stride. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was um, a juicy one. Yeah, it was. I apologize. <laughs> um, are you first or am I first for... I think I'm first this week. Okay. Am I? I don't know. Yeah, I am. I okay. am. Okay. Okay. But actually, do you want to go first because you know what a, my recommendation is? I know what your recommendation a, There's is plans. We've got, some com- we've got some stuff to talk yeah. about. So how about... You, yeah. My, yeah, you'll go my first. My fun fact's not all of that fun. It's not all that interesting, honestly. So, <laughs> But um, is it a fact? It is a fact. <laughs> is, is it the truth <laughs> or is it the fact? Um, so, yeah. Let's get it out of the way because your, your thing will be more interesting than this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. obviously... Um, this week's episode is the first appearance of Section Chief Aaron Strauss. She's played by Jane Atkinson. Um, and I got a couple of kind of fun facts about it. One of them I felt like I couldn't rely on solely because I used it as a trivia question a couple weeks ago. But it's that the fun fact really is that Aaron Strauss becomes the most recurring character um, in the oh. show. So outside of obviously the main um the main character she is a she's not a series regular but she's recurring and she recurs the most with 25 episodes total in her run um wow and you would think i don't know you would i would i would think you would oh what is happening over there are you okay cassie <laughs> something fell yeah I maybe was it the ladder Oh, it wasn't the latter. <laughs> I'm not going to ask anymore. Um, yeah, who would you think? If Would you guess her or would you guess somebody different? 
I maybe would have guessed Will, but I guess he's not. See, I would have guessed Reed's mom. I would have guessed Jane Lynch. Lynch. She's in it a lot. I don't know. I'd have to check to see how many she's in in comparison. But no spoilers, but all spoilers. We all know Aaron Strauss dies partway through the series. Yes. And Jane Lynch lives to the end. Yeah. I assume. I haven't seen the last three. I guess Aaron Strauss does go. She goes. I guess in season three. She's in quite a bit of season three. Oh, yeah. If she, like, low-key joins the team. Yeah, she's, of. like, kind of in it for a while because there's going to be some team changes that weirdly happen. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I mean, let us not forget that time she steps on the victim's hair. We'll discuss that when it happens. <laughs> but, like, ugh. <laughs> I had forgotten. Yeah. So, anyway, so she is the most recurring character with 25 episodes total. But some other fun personal fun facts about just Jane Ackeson. First of all, she's British. And she, I think I knew that, but that's still British. surprising. She moved to the U.S. when she was nine. She got her oh. start in theater and Broadway. She's been, she's been nominated for a couple of Tonys. But the particularly fun fact that I think is interesting is Tonys. Her, yeah, her first her first feature film that she appears in was Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have like a starring role or was I she a minor know. character? I didn't look into it that much to see who she played. <laughs> but I was just like reading her Wikipedia page and, you know, it has all their filmography and it's just like first thing, yeah. Free Willy. And I was like, damn, Free Willy is not a movie you think about that often. But like, you know, I don't know that that's a movie I've ever seen. Maybe I need to watch oh, it. I've seen Free Willy so many times. Have you? Yes, so many times. I feel like it was one of those movies that like my older siblings really liked to watch, and so oh, I would watch, yeah. it, we'd watch it a yeah. lot. I'm pretty sure we had it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, so there's your fun fact about Aaron Strauss, aka uh, you know, played by Jane Ackson. She's can quite you the spell lady. her last name for me? A T K I S O N. Oh, so, no N. Not, I thought you were just Atkinson, pronouncing it wrong. Atkinson. Okay. I could be pronouncing it wrong, but there is no N in the middle. Atkinson. Atkinson. Um, she's been in a bunch of other shows, too, that I didn't realize she was in. Like, on her Wikipedia page, it says that the role that she is probably best known for is her role on 24. I've never seen 24. Oh, but apparently either. she has a big role on 24. She's in hmm. Madam Secretary. Uh, she's got a style um but she was in something oh and she was in house of cards apparently so, oh she's a government gal through yeah, and through she's a government gal in her in her uh she's been typecast as just like a government gal. <laughs> yeah yeah she just sits behind a desk really well yeah so yeah there you go there you go fun fact but now switching gears <laughs> how much do you think <laughs> they like the listeners absolutely hate it when we do that <laughs> Cassie just goes, it's worse every time. <laughs> well, if if uh, if Cassie is yep. our litmus test, then we should know that they hate it a lot. <laughs> Cassie's not a regular listener, and these days she's only hearing half the conversation. That is so true. She's not getting whatever. the full picture. That is why she can't uh, fully appreciate our shifting Yeah, ears. that must be it. That must be the reason. Yeah, I know. What did you say, Kelsey? I said that must be the reason. The reason she can't appreciate the shifting gears yeah. is because she can't hear my half of the conversation. Right, exactly. She can't hear your gear shift. She doesn't know. You know, I'll maintain I haven't driven, like, a car regularly. I've also never driven a manual. Yeah, me neither. 
And I refuse to learn because yeah. why? Yeah. It's not 1915. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. All right. What is your recommendation for us all? Surprising, not Kelsey. <laughs> it's the television limited series. Yeah. Now on Netflix, formerly on some network. I was going to say, what was it on originally? Oh, FX? you know what? Paramount. Was it Paramount? Is that, yeah, is that a network? Yeah, it is now. Oh. It's a recent addition to the networks. Okay. Um, Waco. Waco. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you are unfamiliar, Waco is a limited series about the Waco siege in the 1990s. Um, Branch Branch Davidians. Davidians. They're, they're camped out. Not camped out. They live there. <laughs> they live. Um, they're not camped out. It's actually like a full-on building. <laughs> they, they've they built a structure in which they live in Mount Carmel. And David Koresh. Want? Yes. David Koresh has um, made himself the leader. Interesting mm-hmm. background there that they don't talk about in the show is he basically like hijacked the Branch Davidians, mm-hmm. gets driven off their property by um, the old leader. Mm-hmm. Um. And then comes back after that leader dies, guns a blazing, yep. and says, bitch, better have my cult. <laughs> and takes it back. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things is like, so the show is, how many episodes is it? I don't remember even. Six. Six. So it's not very mm-hmm. long, but it's, so it's, and it really only covers like the lead up to the siege and then obviously the siege itself. So you, Kelly's right. And I didn't actually, you know, it's a good point because I didn't think about it really, but yeah, you don't get a lot of the background of like the cult itself. Um, No, because what's surprising about the show and why I feel like both you and I have such like strong feelings about it. Hey, it's very good Mm -hmm. and like very interesting. So you should watch it. Mm -hmm. And the actors Mm -hmm. in it are great. If you're Mm -hmm. really into um, what's his face from, uh, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> he plays David Koresh. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's surprisingly sympathetic to the Branch Davidians in a way that I did not really anticipate it being. Yeah. But. Almost, like, almost to a fault. Like, almost to a fault. Because you do, because not it doesn't, that... it doesn't get into him and his fucked up bullshit at all, really. Right. Because Which... it focuses on the siege. And it's like, the siege yeah. is very much the is very much a story of just like the fbi just like fucking things up one after the other and like taking it to a level that it didn't need to go to and in that you lose what is actually fucked up about them as a cult which is the fact that like david koresh was like taking child brides and like raping every woman he could find and like mind washing these people like brainwashing these people but like that's not really what the show is about, which was which is no. interesting, and it yeah it's yeah, lost it, a little it, bit. It it's definitely a show with a moral mission. Yes, to make you acknowledge and uncomfortable with the level of militarization of our law enforcement. Yes, at the and it very the successfully level. does yeah. show it does, and I mean um, it makes the argument in a convincing way, and it's you know it's. We were talking a little bit about it before we started recording, which is that, like, I went, went into watching the show thinking, like, all right, like, I know this story. Like, I've I've listened mm-hmm. to a couple of podcasts about it. If you, if you what's our, our cult's podcast? Um, well, Samantha. With the, was her name Samantha? Vanessa? Vanessa. Sorry. Vanessa and Greg? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Um, so it's like, I was like, I, I understand, like, what happened here. Like, whatever. But what I guess I never really truly understood or what, like, never really stuck out to me, which, interesting fact, like, Stephen, my husband, like, his family is from the Waco area and so they're very familiar with the story of like what happened and he told me a couple of things about like it's still very much a sore subject in that area and like the compound actually has been rebuilt like if you go out there like it's there like they built it back up again because there are cult members (laughs) you're Sadie Sneeze um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so there are cult members who get out and who survive the siege or leave before the worst of it happens they like went back like when it was over like they went back and rebuilt it and so there is still like a branch davidian compound out there it's not obviously the same one because that one burned to the ground but like so anyway so he's like it's still like very much like a, a a sore subject in the area but he was telling me and kind of explaining to me more so just things that i didn't understand which is that like the whole pretext of like the FBI and the ATF like going in there had nothing to do with him being a cult leader at all. Right. Like had nothing to do with him, you know, marrying multiple women and like marrying children. Like that had nothing to do with it. They went for the guns, but the guns were legal. Mm -hmm. So it's like Mm -hmm. the whole, Mm -hmm. the whole pretext of why this whole thing gets started. It doesn't even have like a legal founding, but it's not until later when they find out a little bit more about him that they're like, Oh yeah. Like it's also cause he's a cult leader. And it, like they use yeah. it to justify their actions, but it actually yeah. has and nothing like they, to do. They're like he's a loony, he's yeah. crazy, and so it's cool if our tanks smash into his home. Yeah, and like the whole thing of just like, oh yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna use tear gas. Like that's gonna be this like whatever. Like let's end it. Let's put tear gas in there, and then they'll come running out. And it's like. Well, tear gas... Tear gas that is banned in the Geneva Convention. Yes, tear gas A has been banned by the Geneva Convention and, like, is literally a war crime in, like, a in an actual war situation. And yeah. two, it's well known to be incendiary and has been studied yes. and, like, the FBI and the ATF have both, like, acknowledged the fact that it's incendiary, but, like, oh, we're going to use it anyway. And then it's like, oh, my God, the building's on fire. Like, they're, yeah, like... And they like, all just kind of stand and there. And they all just like, stand there and they're just like, yeah. oh, shit, the building's on fire. And then they're just like, oh, well, they'll come out. And they're like, well, why are they not coming out? <laughs> it's like, because... they're literally fucking trapped. They can't. Like, destroyed their building. They can't. Because you ran, you ran literal tanks into all of the buildings. And the building started to collapse and then lit on fire. And they couldn't get out. And it's like... It's horrifying to watch, FYI. Like, it is. If it's, it, it, it was truly one of the most horrific things I've ever watched on TV. It's, they don't In a pull, fictional, yeah. not fictional, but like a dramatic yeah. rendition of yeah. something. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where like, if you don't have a stomach for that, I don't recommend you maybe watching it. Cause Literally, it probably the only thing I would say that was equally or maybe not worse, equal in terms of how horrifying it was, was the end of The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Mm, I've never seen that. Oh. And I don't think I could. <laughs> Do you want the spoiler? I mean, it's a Holocaust movie, so I think I get the gist. Well, <laughs> it's it's the twist at the end. You know, you think it's this story about, like, the Nazi kid befriends the Jewish kid. Uh-huh. Like, between the fence. Because he li- like, the Nazi's family, they live... Yeah, they like, live outside Right the next to the... Cost- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well... He wants to, like, go hang out, like, kick a ball around with the Jewish kids. So he's like, yeah, I'll, like, uh, you know, just, like, give me some of your striped pajamas. Like, I'll come hang out 
with you, like on the other side of the fence. And then that the day he goes over is the day that they get sent to the gas chamber and he gets killed. And his like it's too his father realizes where he is way too late. So you just see that he gets uh, murdered by his own dad. Yeah. Damn. Isn't that for a twist? Yeah. Like the rest of the movie, you're just like. I mean, this is like a Nazi movie. Yeah. Like, at this point, we've all seen so many mm-hmm. Nazi stories that you're just like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. And that happens, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that is the only thing. If you've seen that movie and have not seen Waco, <laughs> I would put those endings <laughs> equally in terms of how horrified I was. Yeah, However, it's this, the, her, the ho- ho- horror, that's the word. That's the word. <laughs> horror at the end of Waco is even more drawn out. It's like almost the whole episode. The whole It's the whole episode. You, and I mean, you watch it for, I mean, just like, and the, like them trying to get out and they can't and the building's on fire and there's tear gas everywhere. And it's just and like. And like the complicated agent who like was kind of pro- militarization like yeah. at the end was like oh shit this was the dumbest idea i've ever had yeah and he cannot save david koresh's wife nope a re- legal wife yes um one of many. the original yeah benoist well and then or it's like i of like course, to pronounce it benoist the, the then the follow-up of all of that at the end of the episode is that you know like they hold some hearings about it but of course like they find that the FBI was not at fault and the FBI didn't mm-hmm. do anything wrong. And it's like, all right, that could, you're like, that whole situation certainly could have been handled better. Like, <laughs> but. Absolutely. And that's probably why, like, I didn't, I mean, any, any podcast or anything I've read about or learned about this has probably come more from the, like, main, like, the government story side. Because mm-hmm. in general, I'd say I tend to believe the government issued story. Sure. Well, like, and I was thinking about it. It's like, so, I mean, thinking about the podcast cults that like their episode mm-hmm. on Waco, it's from the perspective of the Branch Davidians as a cult. So it focuses mm-hmm. on the cult story. It doesn't. Right. They, they, it's they not about you, the siege. They tell you the story of the siege, obviously, because you can't talk about Waco without it. But mm-hmm. like they don't. They don't really dive into, like, the controversy of, like, what did the government do or not do. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I've recommended it before, but Last Podcast on the Left does a couple of episodes about Waco, and they get much more into, like, that aspect of it. So it's, like, if you're mm-hmm. interested in kind of the the two sides of the story, like, that would be a good place to go. But, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's... And then it inspires, like, the next most horrendous event, which is Oklahoma the Oklahoma City. bombing. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> and we'll get an episode of Criminal Minds that is very much inspired by Waco. Um, I think in season Yeah, three. we do. Oh my I gosh. I love I like that episode. episode a lot. That's a good episode. R.I.P. Um, what's his face from Beverly Hills nine oh two and oh, who plays the cult leader? Oh. I can't think of his name. You had mentioned via text that you had some interesting commentary on the Oh um, Yes. <laughs> the the sounds so so if you're unfamiliar <laughs> one of the tactics of the fbi toward the end um it's a it's a 51 day experience yeah. from when they initially show up <laughs> the shoot word everybody. experience is a nice way to put it <laughs> yeah yeah so it's so the atf shows vacation up inside your own <laughs> compound they went down to texas um atf shows up they shoot at the compound they say that the compound shot at them first mm-hmm. blah 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 leads to this big standoff 
Um, but one of the tactics of the FBI toward the end is uh, to shine bright lights. Warfare, apparently, yeah, shine bright bright lights right, and play like noises very loudly all, all night throughout long. the night, all night long. So the idea is, is like, yeah, like they had been using a hostage negotiator to try to get them to like come out and like that was going really really slow and like not really working that way and so like the way they set it up in the show is there's basically like two FBI agents that are at odds with Mm -hmm. like the strategy of like how they should do this you have the negotiator who's played by Michael Shannon who's like the good FBI agent and like wants this truly one of the only sympathetic characters yes like wants this to come to like a better end and like wants to use his negotiation tactic I feel like he He's very much, like, the BAU of all of that. Because, like, you see yeah. him in the show. Like, he's a teacher at Quantico and, like, whatever. And, like, they... they I'd be s- interested to read his book. Yeah, they... He's... Ba- yeah, the, it's a real guy. He's a so, real like, dude. And he's the one that, like, I think did... His book is one of the things that the show is based yeah, off him of. him and Thibodeau. Yeah, but they... So he's, like, the good guy. And then you've got this other FBI agent who's, like, wants to, like, end it quickly. And so he wants to make it, like use force or whatever but one of the things that he suggests yeah, he's is he's got his spiky hair yes <laughs> yes and it's cargo pants um and <laughs> he wants to use like psychological warfare on them thinking like if we can just like make it so horrible to live in there like they'll definitely come out and so like i said one of the things they do is like all night long they play these horrific sounds and so in the show the sounds are just kind of like i don't know how would you describe it it's kind of like like it's radio feedback pod. kind of like it's it's a lot of things. It's a lot once. of things it's on like top of machine each other. gun sounds, dolphins squealing. Yes, there's dolphins. You definitely hear telephone dolphins. rings. Like it's like um like bombs. Yeah, it's just like a weird cars going. Yeah, it's just like a weird, which kind of makes you think like who set that? Like who made that? Like where, like yeah. who learned to like get someone that from? was on like yes. Let me put together this mixtape for the FBI. So. In the the the, <laughs> the little tidbit that I wanted to share with you, which probably is going to disturb you a little bit, is that from what I understand from what I've heard on last podcast on the left on their covering of it, is that in reality the sound that they played over the loudspeaker was the sound of dying rabbits, which oh. like I don't know if you've ever heard a rabbit dying, <laughs> like or like, but it's the most horrific noise like just like this horrible like squealing like ter- and i know how much you love rabbits so I it's do. like a- they're my favorite animal but so like they must have decided that for the show's purpose that was a little too disturbing for them to like use well, the actual sound but interestingly, they play a clip of it on the last podcast of the left episode they're like this- just for anybody who doesn't know like this is what it sounds like and it's awful <laughs> like i interestingly yeah. Cassie read that they played the sounds of monkeys screaming. I think maybe that too, which is maybe it must be and where then the I saw come from. Like they're like, well, what can we maybe. use instead? <laughs> what animal noise can we I use saw instead? in a Washington Post article from 1993 that they played Tibetan chants. That's weird. So they must have like every night it was like different guys turn like, what are you going to play tonight? Uh, yeah. Monkeys what screaming. Really what are you going to do? Can you play tonight? <laughs> bunnies dying yeah like dying bunnies <laughs> like what's the process of recording it that's what i'm saying i, mm. I don't know but yeah so mm. i just i yeah i wanted to share that with you because i just i know how much you love bunnies so mm. but yeah so anyway i do long story short catch it on netflix if you're yeah it's worth the time it's short 
Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. It's a little bit of a slow start. Cause like you a get... woman loses a finger. Yeah, she does. Makes her husband cut it off. Yeah, she does. Um, I wonder if that really happened. Cause neither of them live. No. Uh, I saw, I wonder uh, if Thibodeau writes it in his, you story. know, one of my favorite kinds of Buzzfeed articles are when they put side by sides of, um, mm, Hollywood mm-hmm. productions and the real people. And I saw one recently that was of the Waco show. And I mm-hmm. will say that that character, that woman that gets her finger shot off or whatever, the mm-hmm. the side by side of like the actual lady and the actress is like spot on, like more so Dang. than anybody else. But like, Dang. she looked. They looked I had thought similar. I'd seen that lady in something else, but she's British and mostly does British TV. Hmm. So I, she kind of looks like a character from Orange Is the New Black. So that might be, hmm. yeah, where I thought it she was from. Yeah. But anyway, it's good. Yeah. Um, if you're into cults, give it a try. Kind of. Here's what I'll say. I went into it because you really recommended it on the cult aspect. Mm, it, you're right. It's not really. About it's the cult not aspect. super culty. It's not because they don't no... talk about it really at all. They gloss it over in a very. They like, just kind of make it seem like David Caress just thinks he's Jesus again, mm-hmm. which obviously he did. But like, and that was like, there's a lot part of, of like his they washing. they're a sect of Seventh Day Adventists, which is already a pretty. obscure faith is how i'll say it nicely (laughs) um but in modern times we're coming more to terms with the fact that seventh day adventists are a cult too um so i'm not super afraid to make that statement (laughs) but let's just say if you're a a a branch off of an already already cult like you gotta be there's something going on there well and that's what's interesting about it is like because they focus on the siege and they focus on so much on the FBI's role and like what the FBI did and didn't do. They do. It's like they mention things. There's obviously things happening in the show that speak to David Kresh being a cult leader. Like there's a part where he flat out is like explaining to this new person in the cult, like, you know, how he's like taken on the burden of sex for everyone. So that's why Ugh. he's married to everybody's wives now. And it's like, so there's like glimmers of it where it like comes out and you're like, yeah, that's fucked up. Like who, like what is like, how does anybody like sign on that's for something like classic that? Classic cult leader. And it's classic, classic cult leader. One of the first things you do, you take away the things that make life worth living. Yep. Drinking, yep. hooking up. Yep. Good times, yep. music, even though the, he was all about the music. Love to play my He was Sharona. a rock and roll start. <laughs> star with his flying V guitar. Yeah, it's, it's. I feel the, you feel the worst for the kids. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, of course. Like his own kid dies in there. I mean, well, all his of his kids. There, he has many. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's really, I guess like. If you're somebody who, like, goes in it for the true crime aspect of, like, the cult aspect, like, you will definitely pick up on that, I think, more than maybe somebody mm-hmm. who's not super aware of, like, the story of them as a cult. But, like... Yeah. Like, the it's like the writers, now that I'm, like, thinking about it more, like, it's... You feel like the writers almost were Branch Davidians, like... They're just like these nice Christians out in Texas got well, stomped on like, by the like FBI. you said. Like they the the it's very much the the point that they want you to walk away from it and the way that they frame it and the way that they do all of this is it's intended to make you second guess 
yeah the yeah. fbi and the militarization of law enforcement like that is what they were trying to come away with and yeah. so because that is the part of the story that they are focusing on the cult aspect gets whitewashed a little bit yeah. which i think speaks to i think how complicated that whole situation was which was just that, yeah. like there was so much more to it than just like this cult out in the middle of texas like yeah. because I in think, the end it didn't really have anything to do with them being a cult in the middle of texas it right. just it became something so much more than that but i think a better like the the only thing i would change about the show and maybe would have made it a little bit better in my opinion maybe tease it out uh maybe do like two or three more episodes mm-hmm. and get into the cult stuff. It complicates yeah. the story, but yeah. that's fine. Like, we're all adults here. Yeah. You can complicate a story for us. Yeah, it would like, have been more interesting. We all watch HBO. Like, we know. Yeah. It would have been more interesting, you're right, if they had spent, like, another episode or two, like, doing flashbacks to, like, how he became the leader of this group of people and, like, right. how did like, this happen? Because they don't talk about that at all. It doesn't get... Yeah, they don't... There's no gray area mm-hmm. here. And, I've like ultimately the siege there is no gray area either Mm -hmm. um except for like a few things that we like truly just don't know like who started the fire and like and who started shooting like no one but like otherwise like it is black and white but there's a lot of other gray areas Mm -hmm. that are interesting to someone like me yep and so that's my message (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've talked about Waco as long as we talked for about For 30 minutes, for sure, we have. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. No long recommendation. Yeah. But worth so it. So that's why I had to go second. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, we'll try to wrap this up quickly now that we've spent almost an hour and a half. But uh, yeah, so end of season two. We're on to season three. Get excited because there's a bonus episode coming your way. Yeah. Um. um yeah. We currently don't have a hiatus planned no. for between two and three, Mm-mm. so we're just going to go straight in. Yeah, I don't think there's, um, I don't think there's a need for a hiatus, you know? No, unless you have a surprise wedding. <laughs> nope. Um, don't. I think we're good. I don't. <laughs> just the one already happened. So I think we're good. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, Today's so. Cassie and Mai's uh, seven-month wedding anniversary. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. Mine's still going. Yeah. Still going. Still Yours is next week. next week. When we record next week, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll be coming at you with the start of season three very soon. Next week. We have no plans to uh, make you make you wait on that one. Um, in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at the Unknown Subject Podcast. You can rate review subscribe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wherever you listen to your podcast always appreciated always we'll give you a shout out um and yeah so i think that's all we've got for you this time that's it get ready for this bonus get- episode guys oh I, we're yes both very excited about it oh my so god get ready there's a lot of treats <laughs> waiting for you truly so in, many on treats. friday so many treats coming your way <laughs> Um, but until then, as they say when they catch the unsub, it's it's over. over.